Fight fans, welcome to another edition of Combat Planet. I'm Sergio Martinez, and as always, I'm joined by my friend, Mr. Mike Michael. Mike, how are you doing today? Very well, thank you. How are you, Sergio? How's everybody? How's the sweet USA? We're doing good so far, Mike. Uh, things seem to be getting a little better, but of course, there's signs that we might get another push, unfortunately, because several states have laxed, lacked, uh, laxed restrictions, but we'll see how that goes. Mike, how about you all? How are you all doing over there? Well, uh, we're still in lockdown. Everybody's uh, been uh, told to get vaccinated. I, I also received a letter uh, to book my appointment, so um, I'm going to get it done. A lot of people don't want to get it done, but you have to get it done because uh, uh, if everyone gets vaccinated, then this thing eventually should die out. Yep, hopefully, right, Michael? Uh, hopefully all that um, fake, as they, as they would say nowadays, fake news about the vaccines, this and that, uh, doesn't dissuade, pe dissuade people from doing it. But it yeah, is what well, it is, as they well, say, it, Mike. It, it, yeah. it, exactly, it is what it is. It is what it is, anyway. Yeah. So now moving on, Mike, here, as they say, because we don't talk politics, we do talk boxing, though. So we'll move into boxing. Um, let's go ahead and uh, um, we got a lot of uh, fights to cover that have uh, gone on here the past two weeks. So we'll go ahead and start it off here, Mike. Of course, let's talk about the big one uh, that was on the 13th of this month. Uh, El Gallo Juan Francisco Estrada met with the legendary Ramon Chocolatito Gonzalez. Roman, I'm sorry, not Ramon, I apologize. Roman Chocolatito Gonzalez. It was their second meeting. Their first had been eight years ago. The first one, Gonzalez, was at the prime of his life. He was probably the pound for pound fighter at the time. Estrada was an up and comer, very solid fighter, and it was a close fight. This one, now you had Estrada, definitely a pound-for-pound pound guy. Not the top one, but definitely up there. Five, if you will. Six, top six, in my opinion. And Gonzalez, although not the fighter that he was, still, as they say, a 70-80% Gonzalez is better than most 100% fighters operating today. The guy's an absolute legend. Um, tough fight, Mike. Um, very, very, uh, I mean, a great action fight amazing boxing occurred um it was absolutely phenomenal to watch estrada is what everyone believes he is just an amazing fighter great offense great defense good power great punch selection and chocolatito is chocolatito mike so uh, i know that you and i differ a little bit i thought it was a very close fight um i do think enough to deserve the decision at the end but i can see an argument for estrada winning that fight so tell me what you saw mike um and uh where do these two two fighters go from here well um the fight was an absolute epic no doubt about it the it was a razor razor thin uh difference between them okay which in my opinion uh justified giving them a draw um, that's the only w real thing that you can really conclude because they were so evenly matched. One on one stage, one guy was winning, another stage, another guy was winning, and they were even. Then they were like, you know, raise the thing going into the into the last round. You couldn't separate them. Um, the old master showed that he still got some some uh, fuel in the tank. Okay. The uh, Estrada showed what a worthy champion he is. So, realistically speaking, okay, that should have been a draw, and they do it all over again. They're going to do it all over again anyway, okay? Uh, now they've got a win apiece, and it will be the rubber match. But I really, truly, strongly believe that that should have been a draw, because it was you couldn't separate them, Sergio. You know, they were just, in my in my opinion, they were level. They they they. They were level. I mean, one guy was yeah. doing one thing, another guy was doing another thing. Another guy was countering, the other guy was countering back. Another guy was offensive, and the other guy was offensive. Okay, how can you separate those two guys? You can't. I mean, I couldn't. Yeah, I couldn't. No, no, you know it's true. I, mean? I couldn't. Um, um, I I didn't think a decision should have been given uh, for the winner to be Estrada, nor for the winner to be. Uh, 
Gonzalez. It just should have been a draw. Gotcha. And then, and then That's they fair. should have gone in. They should have gone into the third fight. Okay, um, basically um, with whoever's going to come out on top. And I think that in 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 the rematch, I I think that Estrada will win that because I think that fight took a lot out of uh, Gonzalez, Sergio. It did. I agree, Mike. Took a, I agree with you. Took a lot yeah. out of him. And and with the wear and tear yeah. that he's got, okay, um, you know, you could see him fall apart, or he may give another magnificent performance. But at the end of the day, Estrada's um, going to come in, you know, uh, more relentless than what he was in the second fight. So, um, yep. I, I'm, in in the rubber match, I'm going for Estrada again. I went for Estrada yep. in, no. in the in, in the second fight. Okay, and I actually, I actually thought it might be a late stoppage as well. Okay, but um, yes, or a unanimous, or, or I, I said a late stoppage or unanimous decision. Well, I was wrong on both of them, on both of those. Okay, right. <laughs> the only thing, the only thing I was right about was uh, a strider winning the fight by a razor, razor, razor thin decision, which I thought should have been a draw. But I can see, I can see a strider uh, probably. Uh, dominating a little bit more because now that he's got back into the ring with uh, Gonzalez, I think that you know he's going to come a little bit more prepared this time because don't forget the first fight was it six or seven years before? Okay, so a lot a lot changes in six or seven years, Sergio. But now that they've had the um, uh, the encounter, I think Estrada might may be a little bit too much for Gonzalez. In either again, I'm going to say a late stoppage, or a, or I'm not going to say unanimous. I'm just going to say a very decisive points win. <laughs> Smart move there, Mike. And everything you said, I 100% agree with. Um, it just you and I have a very high opinion of Estrada, as rightfully as most of the boxing world does, and oh, he certainly question. deserves it. It it just brings to to light how great. Chocolatito was in his prime to still be competitive with the likes of Juan Francisco Estrada. You know, this late in his career, well, well, it's amazing. Well, well, the, well, the, other, the, the other thing, Sergio, the other thing is that Estrada um, doesn't get the recognition that he deserves either, okay? I think he's kind of like not um, um, looked at as much as what some other champions are. And you're right, he's definitely top five, top six, pound for pound. No question about it, okay? No question about it. And he could even be higher than that, okay? Because he is really a complete fighter, Estrada. If you, any boxing guy, real boxing guy, that watched Gonzalez versus Estrada and saw the performance that Estrada put up against uh, a, a last hurrah champion that gave it all he had and threw the kitchen sink in there, okay? And this this guy, Estrada, was amazing, wasn't he, Sergio? He just was simply amazing as far as I'm concerned. Amazing. You know? Yep. To, it was an to, amazing to, fight. Yeah. Yeah, to hold off Gonzalez like he did was just... I'm telling you, any less of a fighter, uh, 2% less of a fighter uh, could not have held off Gonzalez. Gonzalez really came to win that fight okay he really did okay to yep. show everybody that he's not done he's not through and this guy was just a strider he was i thought he was amazing amazing that's that's the only the only word i can think of at the moment amazing and i think he deserves a hell of a lot more recognition than what they're giving this guy you know yeah no absolutely mike uh so it was a great fight definitely great performance so looking forward to the rubber match. And I'm with you. I think Estrada wins it this time, a, a clearer picture of it. Uh, but, you know, hats off to both guys. Great fight. Moving on also that same night, uh, David Benavides. <laughs> bottom, <laughs> uh, he fought, he, he fought uh, Ronald Ellis and what was really a comeback fight for him, you know, getting the ring rust off. And there was a lot of ring rust. The first half of the fight, David did not look like a top super middleweight. Um, he got hit a lot. He was sloppy. Um, he squared up way too much. And I understand that maybe Ellis didn't present much. 
you know, in the way of uh, anything that was coming back. But still, you don't see that from top, top flight fighters, you know. So um, he was able to put it together and he got the stoppage late, Mike. But give me your take on what you saw from David. Is there anything to be concerned about or was just this a matter of rust? I, I don't think there's anything to be concerned about. I believe that Benavides is a type of fighter and that and his team and everybody around him should acknowledge this, that he has to be active. I think we discussed this a few pod, podcasts ago in regards to his, his um, out-of-training out of you know, habits and um, what he gets up to you know, in, in his private life. And he's the type of guy that you have to keep him active, you have to keep him motivated, you have to keep him, you know, in in the gym, in the ring, and he has to fight regular, okay? And it showed, it showed, the inactivity showed. He got, he, you're absolutely correct, he got hit with garbage shots. There's no way three fights ago that he would have got hit with those types of shots, okay? And... He picked it up in the last quarter of the fight, I would say. He picked it up, okay, right? But it was it was a sub, very, very subpar performance, okay? And he's a type of guy that needs activity, not inactivity. And his team need to, uh, you know, get their act together and give this kid what he needs, which is fights, and keep him moving, man, because this kid is... Uh, is a potential superstar if they do it the right way. But unfortunately, uh, you know, um, we, I, 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 who am a great fan of David, did not see that with the Ellis fight. But, you know, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt due to the inactivity because he did switch it on and turn it up in the last quarter of the fight, okay? So he redeemed himself, let's say, to a very, very marginal, it had marginal, marginal redemption. Okay, right. So in, what they need to do now is in condition. He didn't get hurt in that fight or anything like that. So he needs to, you know, get back in the ring as soon as possible now. As soon as possible. You know what I mean? Don't mess around with this guy. Don't let him sit around, you know, for six months, nine months, and then get him back in there and start asking for silly money and stupid stuff and get him back in the ring. And the money will come. The money will come. Let the kid fulfill his full potential. Don't make these silly mistakes with a talented fighter like that and allow him to um, deteriorate okay, due to self-destruction and so forth. It needs to get back in the ring, yep. sir, straight away. It needs to get back in the ring straight away. You know? Fair enough. And, Mike, it's not going to happen, but what he did is, so since Canelo's fighting, fighting Billy Joe Saunders in May, what David requested is that he wants to fight Caleb Plant, and that way the winner of Plant, Benavides, um, would meet Canelo, right? Which makes sense. It's not going to happen, though. I mean, Plant's going to sit on there nah. for the big payday, and I get that. But here's my question to you, Mike. Okay, so you've seen Plant, and you and I are not high on Plant. He's got fast hands. You know, he's got reasonable boxing skills, but... What you saw from David, any concern with him fighting Caleb Plant in the next two months, three months? Would you see a concern no. as a manager? No, no, no. I, I, I think that there's, it's not only inactivity, it's also a motivation for the fight. But then again, Sergio, you know, if you want to be classed as a great fighter, you get motivated in every fight, whether you're fighting, you know, a guy on the street, you know what I mean? So... So, um, but these, these, but, this new, this new era of, of, of fighters, of, they, they don't have that, that, that kind of streak, okay, that the old time guys did, you know, the old era, you know, the, the, you know, uh, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, okay, early 2000s, okay, right, or mid 2000s, but, um, I think they, I think they, they, you, you need to, uh, uh, how should I how should I say it to you? With these fighters now, you need to be able to psychologically get them up for a fight, okay? And I think that um, the Ellis fight, he thought he was going to walk through this guy, and obviously we saw that he never due to A and B and C things. But they need to get him mentally focused, 
uh, motivated, get him on a mission, okay, and block out all the all the um, interferences and distractions and so forth, okay, and um, he'll beat Plant, you know, very decisively if he does what I just outlined. He'll still beat Plant if he doesn't do what I outlined, but he's going to look sloppy like he did, you know, with Ellis. So why why look sloppy when you can, you know, destroy a guy that really you are far, far more superior with? Okay, so I think that the carrot of becoming what what will he be a three time division champion? Uh, sorry, not division, a three time champion. He would have won. He would have yeah. won three, three belts if he beats Plant. Okay, yeah. Right. So if he beats yeah. Plant, if he beats Plant, that would make him a three time belt holder. Okay. So I think that might be the right medicine that he needs. Okay, to wake him up and start performing to his full potential. I think I, I think that the people that are around him, um, I don't know, Sergio. Something something is not right there, as, in my opinion. And I'm not saying who's training him, who's doing this, but you know, um, he looked horrible in the early rounds in the Ellis fight. And he and I'm a, and I'm a Benavides fan, you know that. And David, if you ever listen to this podcast, it's nothing personal because I'm I'm one of your biggest fans. Okay, if I if if I w- was able to manage you, I'd manage you, and I believe me, you wouldn't be fighting like that if I managed you. Okay, right? But but you know, at the end of the day, he, you know the the facts speak for themselves. He looked horrible. Okay, he I think they realised that he he was looking so bad, and he had to he had to pull a rabbit out of the hat and and switch it up. Okay, and come on in the, in the last quarter of the fight and take care of business, which he did. Okay, but I think that he's too much for Plant. Okay, but I think that you know it could, it's probably the right motivation for him to get up for the fight, become a three-time belt holder. Okay, and then he's on top of the world again, and then he, and then he can start, you know, doing what he's supposed to do. I suppose you know what I mean, Serge. You know. Yep. Yep, and uh, like you said, Mike, people that get up for fights no matter what, look at Canelo against Yelder, and yeah, everybody yeah. knew he was going to win, and Canelo showed up, and he was up for the fight, so that's what great fighters do. But we'll see, Mike. Um, it's just, I don't see who's going to fight um, De Benavides. You know, he's going to have to wait again uh, at this point. He's one of those guys that caught in between. He's too dangerous for guys that are, like, up there already, and he's, and the guys that are beneath him, well, I mean, there's really no gain for him. So he's kind of in no person's land. But well, well, that, 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 that's why I said, uh, uh, I believe a couple of podcasts ago, that he needs to jump from 68 to 75, okay, take fights or in between fights. Try and grab a belt at the higher weight division. Drop down, okay, and take the bigger fights down there, okay. You know, uh, or, you know, make fights, you know, fight, um, um, uh, what's that boy in England, uh, Kyle, I forgot his name now, who boxed, he boxed Canelo, went the distance, Sergio? The guy in England that boxed Canelo, I'm trying to, I'm trying yeah, to man, it's on the tip oh. of my tongue now, I forgot about it, big tall boy, the tall boy, Serge, the tall boy. Oh, oh, you're talking about, um, um, he just fought him, uh, yeah, just Lee, fought him no, there. not, not not Liam, um, it's the brother. Yeah, Smith. The yeah, yeah. Smith. Callum, 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 Smith, Callum, right. Callum. You know they need they, they need to make a fight with someone like Callum Smith, okay? That will bring out the best in him and make him train hard, and it will it will it will it will prove prove that he really is got the the tools, and that that can that that we we all know that he. He can provide, and, I, and I'll tell you, Serge, he can beat Callum Smith. He can. He's too fast for him. He's no, I believe fast it. For him. I believe it. Too fast, and, and work, I believe it. And 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 and, uh, and and works too too good on the inside. He's just too quick for for Callum Smith. You know what I mean? And Callum Smith's got this yeah, weird, no. weird he's got this weird style now. Callum Smith, like that. When I saw him against Canelo, that was a weird style, man. That he that he came with, you know. So. Um, yeah, I think I, I think that's a perfect I think that's a perfect fight for him. You know, I really do. Yeah, you know. 
Yeah, that's 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 a good fight, Mike. And he stays at he stays at one sixty eight because touching on yeah. real quick here, it'll it, it rolls right into to what I was going to talk about next. Because the problem with going to seventy five, you got Vivo out there, which is a very difficult fight for David Benavides, and then you got the beast that you know fought yesterday, Arthur Benavides, you know, yeah. who had another yeah. stoppage against Adam, uh, Adam, and I'm probably going to butcher the last name, but. Denise or Denise or something like that. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. But I mean, now don't get me wrong, Mike. Better be if did not look good either. I mean, he's coming off a layoff. He had some rust. But oh my God, can is that guy like strong? Like he looks like Ivan Drago. You know, like back in from the Rocky movies. You know, yeah. Well, I mean? he's, like, got, I must he's, break he's got great. He's got granite chin, Sergio. So I mean, look. Yeah. Look, he's a big guy as well. I mean, Benavides doesn't have to fight these guys at 175. He can he can pick up a belt there, okay, without without mixing it up with these guys. He he he's got to stay active, Sergio, active. And the, and yes. he he cannot get fights at 168. No one will fight him, okay. You know what I mean? Now, yeah. imagine imagine um, he uh, Benavides comes to the UK. Or or Smith goes to the USA. How big of a fight that 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 would be? That 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 that's a big fight, Sergio. Very big fight. Yeah, absolutely, and, absolutely. You know, you know, and 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 uh, that's that's really, if you look at it, that's one of the very few fight meaningful fights at 168 that is that is around, isn't it? Really, I mean, who else is he going to fight, Sergio? Well, Mike, no. stick it in the under, stick it in the undercard of Canelo, BJ Saunders. You yeah. know, you could do yeah. that. Yeah, you know, Callum yeah. Smith. Yeah, Callum Smith. Yeah, that would be a great fight. It's six weeks yeah. away. It's yeah. that's a good training camp. It's a great fight. You know. Yeah, you, so, you know, but Benavides um, is still in no. shape. He's still in shape. He didn't get busted up in the last yeah. fight. He he he, 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 sh- he shook off all the ring rust. Uh, we don't know the state status of. Uh, of Callum Smith, whether he's been training or whatever, okay, but but they should they should try to make that fight, and and you're right. But you Mike, know. yeah, go ahead. The 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 Smith brothers, as you know, you know them more because they're they're from your neck of the woods. Those guys are always in shape. They're gym rats. Like that's one of yeah. the things that and yeah. that that's that's not bullshit. They're always training. You know, they always yeah. are. Callum is yeah. the same. Yeah, yeah but but you know they they may want longer than six weeks. To train for somebody like Benavides, you know what I mean? So, yeah. So it might be like a, but, a a short window for them, Serge. You know. So, so Matchroom, if you're listening, hire us to do the matches for you. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, Mike, yeah, that, that would be a, a bad, good that, fight. That, yeah. that, that isn't a bad idea, actually. You know. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> but we'll see how that goes, Mike. Um, you know, uh, it's. It, I always I'm interested to see where David goes. He's a very young guy still, so he's got time. He um, needs activity, just, Sergio. He needs activity, yes. and he can't. No, I agree be looking, with you. He cannot be looking sloppy, and they've got to be smart and moving between two weight divisions. He doesn't have to. He doesn't have to fight the the beasts of the east. Okay, right. He can he can fight somebody else. Yeah. Okay, and and yes. and they can make it happen. It's not an issue. Okay, right. But the bottom line is activity. That is what yep. the problem is with David. Nothing else. You know? No, I agree, Mike. I agree. So we'll see how that pans out. Now, Mike, let's go ahead and talk about last night. Um, I've been telling you about this kid for some time already. And uh, I personally think that he is definitely looks like the future of boxing. Um, the next big, big fighter. Um, he's under Oscar's banner, Golden Boy. I'm talking about Virgil Ortiz Jr. To me, Mike, he's a monster. He's a guy that can actually fight. He's got very good instincts. He's very young. He's only 22. Had a very storied amateur career. He's got great pop. He understands distance and timing. I mean, he still needs some work, don't get me wrong. But he's showing all the signs, Mike, of a true star and mega, mega fighter. In, in the making, he faced Marik, Maurice Mo Hooker yesterday. Hooker, no slouch, Mike. I mean, he's one of those also rans, but he's definitely a B B plus level fighter, a gatekeeper. That if you have the stuff to move on to the next level, you have to get by guys like Maurice, Maurice Hooker. You know, um, tough guy, good skills, everything. Um, Virgil, I think 
early on, the moment kind of caught him. He seemed that he was trying a little too hard early on. Like he really wanted to make the big statement um, because he knew that everybody was looking at him. He knew Mo Hooker was a big step up for him and all that. Um, and uh, so early on, he looked to me that he was trying too hard, trying to get the knockout. Once he started just letting things flow, Mike, he really took over the fight. He got hit early on with shots he probably should have never gotten hit with. But again, I think that was the moment. And then, I mean, Mike, once he started dominating, he started dominating. He went to the body, went to the head. He showed good movement, everything. Um, I was very impressed with him. Now, Oscar wants to throw him in with Bud Crawford. You know, he was talking about that. I think that's a mistake, and, you know, we, you can get into that in a little bit. Oscar made a statement that I want you also to reflect on, uh, which I guess I'll hold off. First, let's talk about the fight itself. What did you think of Virgil Ortiz Jr., Mike, uh, what you saw for, from, his fight against, uh, from his fight against Maurice Hooker? Well, I, I saw uh, fantastic talent. I saw a fighter that is going to improve with each fight. And I can see a, an extremely bright future for this boy because he's got it all, okay? He's, he's, he's a complete fighter, He's still a work in progress, okay? He's, uh, he's had 17 fights now, okay? Um, but, you know, the kid, you can see the, 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 star, the star being born in him, okay? So I think he's going to have some major, major future fights. I don't think they're going to be against Crawford. I think they'll be against people like um, uh, Lopez, Okay, at the light, who eventually move up. Okay, um, I think um, he's got all those all those lighter guys, Sergio, that are going to fill out with age and move up into 40, 47, whatever they are, or the 35s go to 40s, the 40s go to 47, and I think this kid, you know, he's going to be there ready to take, to take some scalps. I think Bud Crawford has no interest in fighting this guy at all. He's got no upside to it. Okay, and and uh, uh, it's it, it, it's premature to even think about somebody like Bud Crawford for um for Ortiz. You've got to they got to take their time, they've got to develop him. The kid has superstar status, okay? They just can't give him any banana skins or any roadblocks, or any walls, or any over-enthusiastic matches, okay? They've just got to hold hold off, calm down, and let the kid develop into a superstar, because he is a superstar in the making, okay? And, you know, look at Tefimo Lopez, prior to beating um, Richard Comey. Nobody was sure about him, Okay? Now, you're going to say, oh, Mike, he's got 16 fights. Yeah, okay, but it's it's a different breed that way, and it's a different breed this way, okay? You know, he he could have done that, but he hasn't... Ortiz is not as developed as what Lopez, Lopez is, but he will be, if that makes sense to you, Sergio. He will be. Some kids can do it quicker than others, okay, right? You know, I saw this kid, uh, Ortiz, okay, he got hit with a with a normal, you know, shots that he shouldn't have got hit with because he's still a work in progress, okay? He's got natural ability, he's got, you know, ingredients, but there's flaws. Whereas with somebody like Lopez, with 16, 17 fights, Lopez has less flaws than what Ortiz has. It doesn't mean that he's a better fighter, okay? What that means is, is that he develops quicker and the other one develops not as quick. So these guys, these guys could end up meeting, okay, when Ortiz has got 20, 26, 27, 28 fights. You know what I mean? I'm saying something along those lines. But to... To to want to put him in with Terence Crawford, the way he is now, who Crawford is considered 
one of the pound for pound best guys in the world in his unified, you know, divisions and so forth. You know, I mean, it's absurd, isn't it, Sergio? Absurd is the word, you know? Absolutely. Look, Mike, for me, for Virgil Ortiz, the guys that I would look at next for him to fight, in my opinion, you tell me what you think. I'm going to throw three or four names at you. You don't have to break them down each one. Just I think that these are the guys that Ortiz should now be moving into. You got Kel Brook, who's still fighting at 147. I think that that's a good next fight for Virgil Ortiz. You got Jamal, Jamal James. He's at 147. He's a guy that's also got a good record and all that. I think Ortiz is definitely ready for someone like him. Jesse Vargas is another guy that's been around there, former world champion. I think Ortiz is definitely ready for him. And even a guy that's tough and rugged like Josecito Lopez, who's going to give you rounds, going to give you hard rounds and all that. But I think Virgil Ortiz wins those fights. What do you think about those names, Mike? Well, I like Jesse Vargas because he's very durable and he, he can box as well. I don't know what he's got left, but I think Ortiz stops him. Okay, Josecito Lopez, I like that fight as well. We know, we all know what we're, what we're going to get with Josecito Lopez. So probably Ortiz will have to stand toe to toe with Vargas. Uh, he stops him as well. Okay, Kilbrook may be able to make 147 surge, but. It, I don't think there would be enough money on the table for him to diet down that hard and do that. You know, what I, mean? I think you, if he's going to continue to fight, I think he's going to be looking at 154. Myself personally, I could be wrong here. Um, I, I think get it. Be, yeah. I think I think he beats Brook. I think he stops Brook. Okay, and I think that would be yeah. very easy. Actually, uh, that would be quite an easy fight for him, in my opinion. Okay. Yes. What I what I yes. saw last night, and with the way Brook. His mental state is at the moment. I think he goes uh, not 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 longer than five rounds, Sergio. I think Ortiz stops him in five. You know, yeah, that's my opinion. I can see that's it. My, that's my opinion. Okay, um, who was the other guy? There was one other guy you mentioned, Jamal Jamal James. Um, I'm not that, I'm not that familiar with James Sergio. So I can't make a, a comment on that guy. I have to do some research before let, I can let, answer that question. Let me let me yeah. let me throw one more name at you. That's a tough guy, Sergey Lipinets. I think that that's a good fight also for yeah. Virgil Ortiz. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, he's going to have to bite down a little bit with Lipinets because we all know yep. that, Li, that Lipinets, you know, he he'll come to fight even though he's a little bit shot worn. He's still going to go in there and give it. To, you know, two thousand percent. You know, so yeah, Ortiz yeah. wins. I think that 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 fight is probably one of the toughest fights out of all the fights that you mentioned, Sergio. To tell you the truth, you know, yeah, the lip, the lip and, and you know, but those are the type of fights, Mike, that he needs to prepare for the top five or top four guys. Because you're looking at so right now as it stands, here's the top four guys. So like for me, you, I would go. Um, Lopez, Josecito, Vargas, Lipinets, in order to set up a, a fight with like Sean Porter, you know, because that now you're yeah. talking about that level where you're saying that. But those, I would go through those three fights before you hit Sean Porter or a Mikey Garcia, which is yeah. never going to happen because they're both tra they're yeah. both trained by Robert Garcia. But I mean, at that level, you know, so um, uh, that's I where you want to go. I, I, I think he beats Mikey, Mikey Garcia, Serge. I think oh, Mikey, yeah. No, no, I, think, I do. I think yeah, Mikey, Mikey I, I, Garcia has regressed, tremendously regressed, you know? I think I think Mikey is that's not his weight, Mike. One forty say he's not he's not a, a welter, Mike. He's just not and he suffers from massive inactivity, you know. So but what my point is what by fighting Jesse Vargas, Josecito Lopez and Sergey Lipinets, I think that that gets him ready for the top five. For like guys uh, like Ugas, I you know, like Sean to, Porter. Yeah. I would like to see know, him yeah. go in his next fight, Jesse Vargas is the perfect fight for him in his next fight. And yep. Because Jersey yep. Vargas is not a big puncher either. He's going to try to box. Okay, he's durable. And Vargas, uh, excuse me, uh, Ortiz uh, will have to, you know, use some uh, some brain in there. 
but eventually he'll get a stoppage, and that is a very reputable stoppage to stop Jesse Vargas, in my opinion. Okay, very reputable stoppage. Uh, and then I would go. Um, um, uh, so, uh, so Lopez after. Okay, yep. I would go with Lopez because that'll be like you know toe to toe slugfest. Okay, so then you got you got him dealing with different kinds of styles. Okay, well. He'll have to fight um, uh, Vargas, who is a boxer, mover, durable, can't punch, but he'll have to make him think. And then you've got to go in there with Lopez, who's going to try and rough him up, and he's got to, he's got to, you know, uh, uh, um, uh, create, get some tremendous experience on fighting those types of uh, those two different styles. I think those are two perfect fights for him, Sergio. Perfect. You know what I mean? Now, now the pro- the problem that they're going to have, which is with Oscar, is we don't know if Oscar is willing to pay for those fights because those two fighters are going to want to get paid, okay? And that is where the $64,000 question is, okay? Will Oscar have enough patience to be able to sit back and let the kid develop? I'm sure that Robert Garcia... Is going to play a major role in in what fights that Ortiz will take. Okay, and to be honest with you, I'm glad that I'm glad that he will because this way, okay, he won't get his protege knocked off. You know what I mean, Serge? You know? Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, we'll see if because uh, yeah, because Oscar, you know, Oscar doesn't have a lot of patience for that. Now, the good thing, Mike, is Dizone is behind Virgil, so. Right. So he's one of their he's one of their fighters through Oscar. So there's some money there, you know. There's some deep pockets yeah. there to make okay. those fights. So okay. hope, so, yeah. So the, so, so, the, so the next fight, Serge, the next fight, which is is reputable, is I think is Vargas a two-time world champion. I think he's a two-time former world champion, isn't he? Yeah, he he he's a two-time world champion. I think that that is the perfect fight for him, Mike. I do. Yeah. I think yeah. that that is the yeah. next step. You know, in his development. Yeah, perfect fight. Perfect you know, fight. Yeah. Yeah. But we'll see. We'll see if Oscar, you know, because Oscar can be kind of crazy every now and then. You know, he, he likes to promote the way he used to fight, as he likes to say. And as you and I have said many times, unfortunately, there's maybe been 30, 25 to 30 fighters in the history of boxing that have ever been able to fight the way Oscar De La Hoya fought in his prime. So yeah. you well, can't. You well, can't, yeah. You can't promote that, you know, that well, way. So, <laughs> well, well, Oscar needs to kind of like calm down, uh, and I mean that in a good way. Okay, I mean, you know, how many Oscar de la Hoyas will will there ever be? Okay, um, Oscar was, uh, you know, how high I am on Oscar as a fighter. He's an all-time great fighter, and um, I haven't seen anybody in the past. 25 years or 30 years, or since Oscar came along, let's put it that way, since Oscar came on the scene, that can actually fight like Oscar, okay? So, you know, in order to match them the way that Oscar was matched, that is not a very wise thing to want to put into play, okay? Because you're going to end up with no fighters at the end. Everybody's going to get destroyed, you know what I mean? You know, so Oscar needs to... Have a rethink on that one, you know, Serge? <laughs> That's my opinion. Yeah, of course, Mike. You know, hopefully, hopefully is, um, hopefully he'll do that, Mike. But uh, I, once again, you and I are in sync. Virgil Ortiz, in our opinion, Jr., as long as he doesn't get knocked off by something stupid. Just, just or as you like to say, note, the Serge, banana peels. Yeah, banana skin. Just on a last note, Serge, I don't think that Robert Garcia is going to allow that to happen. I think that Robert knows that he has a great fighter on his hands and he knows that this fighter is going to be involved in some classic fights on pay-per-view and and so forth and he knows that the zone is behind this kid so i don't think that robert is going to let that fighter slip slip through his fingers and get knocked off i just can't see it Serge. i can't you know what i mean you know yep i hope so mike i i mean I hope that they, you know, that he does that. And I agree with you. And he doesn't particularly like Oscar too much. So I think he'll make it hard as well. So hopefully yeah. that'll happen. That way we, we don't lose, you know, the prime of Virgil Ortiz Jr. Well, but uh, all right, Mike, Oscar's, not, to- Oscar's not a very popular guy, is he, Serge? 
Yeah, and the thing is that he doesn't give a shit either. That's the other problem. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> he doesn't care whether he's popular or not. So, yeah. all right, Mike, moving on here to this coming weekend, uh, the I guess whatever you want, the big rematch. I don't know how big it is. I think it's the dumb rematch. But uh, Alexander Povetkin, he's going to face Dillian White. Um, White trying to avenge that horrific, horrific fourth-round knockout loss. I thought his head was going to come clean off with the uppercut that Povetkin hit him. And Povetkin didn't even look that good. But still, Mike, I think Povetkin's going to be trained a little bit harder and all that. Uh, in my opinion, terrible, you know, comeback fight so so early to come back from that. Um, fighters are never the same when they're brutalized that way. That's my opinion. But give me your take, Mike. Um, is this the good fight? Is this a good fight uh, for Dylan no. White? It was postponed, no. so he had more, no. more time. And then the second thing, Mike, how is this fight going to end in your opinion? Right. First and foremost, okay, um, Dillian White does not have the experience, okay, to to come back after such a devastating loss. When he lost to Anthony Joshua, they brought him back over a period of, I think it was three, four years before they got him into into world title status, and he started taking on some um, some uh, world title content contenders. Okay, now. All, all this has done, all this has done is given Povetkin, okay, more time to train, evaluate what he needs to do, because believe me, Sergio, they're going to the drawing board, Povetkin's camp, and they're going to really put a fight plan together, and probably um, Povetkin is going to come back in optimum shape. Now, Povetkin said that he caught coronavirus and they postponed the fight. I don't really believe that, to be honest with you, okay? I believe that they did what they had to do to get a postponement of the fight so they can give this guy more time to train, okay? Because don't forget, what is he, 41, 42 years of age? He probably needs a hell of a lot longer, you know, to get in in, uh, prime shape now than what he used to, okay? So I think that that was what happened now. And I think that... um, you're going to see a different Povetkin. Um, I think the only way that Dillian White wins is if he goes out from the first round and tries to blast out Povetkin within two to three rounds. I think Povetkin's going to like, if he doesn't do something like that, so I think Povetkin's going to be nailing him with that left hook. And don't be surprised if Povetkin comes with a, he uses the right hand now as well, okay? Because he's also he's also a very big right hand puncher as well. People people underestimate Povetkin's right hand power. So um, I, I I have to lean towards a Povetkin win. Okay, because I think that mentally Dillian White will not be ready and. I think that the training team that Dillian White has is all wrong for him because we discussed this before in depth in regards to the Mark Tibbs being his trainer, okay? Okay? Okay, in regards to Mark, Mark Tibbs being his trainer and, um, and you know, him aborting, aborting, you know, their relationship, okay? So... Um, I I um, really strongly believe that that was one of Dillian's um, biggest, biggest setbacks. Biggest setbacks that he could have had was by getting rid of the guy that developed him after he lost to Joshua and brought him into all of those top, top tier fights that you know, Serge, he won, and Mark Tibbs realised what he had there, and he, he used the box, some boxing ability, but also um, um, used uh, White's offensive natural ability, okay? You know what I mean? You know? Okay, so, so I, I, I don't know these guys that are working with him, okay, then I don't think they're equipped, Sergio. They don't think they're equipped to be able 
to deal with a fighter um, that is coming off such a such a a, a, a devastating a, a devastating loss. Okay, and but um, it, uh, I haven't been following Dillian to be honest with you lately. Uh, is he brought a new trainer in? I think I, I heard I heard that he was looking at bringing somebody else in as well. So honestly, uh, Mike, I yeah. don't I don't even know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Who knows? Yeah. But so, but you see, the biggest the biggest thing for Dillian White was him, you know, um, firing Mark Tibbs, and that was that was. The biggest mistake he ever made, and he'll he'll pay for that throughout his career, okay? Because he'll never he'll never be the same, and now everybody knows that he can be you know knocked out cold. So you know you're going to get younger guys. Well, let's let's just say that he should beat Povetkin, okay? Where does he go from there? Okay, yeah, he's get, I agree. You know, yeah. you know, jo- jo- Joshua and Fury uh, should be uh, in a two fight deal. Okay, you've got, you know, um, uh, uh, Joe Joyce potentially getting ready to fight, you know, Usyk. Okay, so he's probably going to take some silly fight. Okay, but it will be the opportunity for the guy that he does fight once he be- if he beats um, a Pavekin, okay, to actually walk through him okay? because he, they know that they can get to him if they nail him sir do you understand what I mean and let's face it I mean even though even with Mark Tibbs I mean Dillian White has got completely leaky defence you know what I mean he, forget the uppercut that Pavekin caught him with he was getting hit with other shots Sergio I and mean, then once once White gets a little bit tired he's stumbling all over the ring you know missing with shots you know that's what he does you know what I mean so so I mean you know, you you you've only you you only got a limited amount of talent, you know, naturally to work with with Dillian White. But Povetkin, okay, even at the age that he's that he's, he's a rounded, polished former world champion, okay, that knows how to dictate a fight, knows how to carry himself through danger in a fight, and uh, work and persevere. To win the fight, right? Okay, so you know, it, again, though uh, we could be talking about Povetkin, you know, all of a sudden, you know, um, aging and looking like he's you know 150 years old in that in that fight. So I think that if that happens, that's that's going to be um, Dillian White's best chance of winning. Two ways, Sergio, unless unless uh, Povetkin really shows his age or uh, or Dillian White goes in and blasts this guy out within three rounds. Got it. Otherwise, uh, otherwise he can't win. I've got. I got to. Le- I have to lean towards Povetkin because of the um, because of the um, um, prior the, uh, the devastating knockout. The devastating knockout. No, 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 no. It's not the knockout. It's it's. The class of the fighter, the level of the fighter, okay. and Dillian White has not been trained, okay, to deal with that kind of adversity. And the people that he has, if they're still the same people, they do not know how to how to train him to deal with getting, you know, worked over for a few rounds and coming back and coming back, okay. And all what Mark Tibbs taught. Taught Dillian White, okay, it all went out the window with these new guys that he brought in to train him. You know what I mean, Sergio? So, so I I think that Dillian White's got big problems. I think that the only way he can win is with his sheer power, okay, or strength strength as a man, and just you know put his head down and go at it for three rounds. And if he wins in three rounds, he wins. If he loses, he runs out of gas after three rounds, then he runs out of gas after three rounds. Because if he tries to do the same, the same tactics that he used in the in the last fight, okay, 
Well, we all saw what happened there, sir. Do you know what I mean? Even though he dropped Povetkin, Povetkin, like, you know, was like an, the like the old mongoose, you know, like Archie Moore, you know? Like, look, look at what... Um, I don't know if you've ever seen uh, an Archie Moore fight with a guy called a guy called Yvonne Durrell from Canada, where Yvonne Durrell came out, dropped Archie Moore three times in the first round, okay? And then Archie Moore knocked this guy out in the later rounds. I mean, it was like... He's an old mongoose, but then again, Dillian White is not Archie Moore, is he? You know what I mean, Sergio? Yeah. But but Povetkin possesses that kind of mentality, doesn't he? Okay, you know, you know. I think yeah. I think uh, I, I just I just got to go with Povetkin. I, I I can't. I got to go with Povetkin. Yeah, I have to. No, know? I agree with you, Mike. Too. I got to go with him. I just don't think he he's going to recover from that knockout, Mike. I think it's going to linger there. Um, no. And if he doesn't get him no up way. quick, no he'll way. be done. But anyway, Mike. All right. Well, closing yeah. up on uh, closing up on that. So we're both. Well, let, 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 let's just just before we close. Let's just touch on another fighter that won a world title last night. Go ahead. That that is um, Lawrence Acoli. Did you see that fight? Yeah, I saw the fight, Mike. So tell me about Acoli. Well, I mean, I saw a guy that beat a beat. Another former world champion that was not great, but I think a Coley, who was a horrible, 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 I'll say it one more time, horrible fighter, okay? <laughs> I think that Shane McGuigan has worked wonders with this guy, to be honest with you, you know, the, with the distancing and and uh, making him step, you know, uh, stepping with his shots and he sits down on his shots now. He looked, I thought he looked quite good, to be honest with you, Sergio. Obviously, the guy wasn't that that much in front of him, but anyway, you know, I thought I thought he we, he did okay. Let's put it that way. Yeah, Michael. I mean, he used to work at McDonald's to go from McDonald's to a world champion. <laughs> it's true. No, it's true, Mike. He goes to go from. No, no, I know, I know, I know. Yeah, to go from McDonald's to a world champion, Mike. I mean, McGuigan has done some good work with the guy. You know, there's no question. He has. Now, he is, really has. now is he an elite fighter? No, but he he is. No, he, no. He's got no. respectable skills. It was it was a good win for him, Mike. Definitely. You know, and. It, 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 He's cleaned him up, Serge. He's cleaned him up. I mean, yeah. if you saw this guy six fights ago, I mean, this guy could empty an arena. I mean, he, he boxed a couple of years ago at the O2 Arena, Serge, and everybody was asking for their money back. Yeah. No joke. Everybody no, no. was asking for their money back. I mean, it was horrible. Horrible this guy was, you know? Yep. No, so, I mean, it is good. And, and again, I McGuigan, good Good trainer, Mike, but I didn't think he had it in him to do that kind of a turnaround on the guy. So good for McGuigan as well, you know. So, um, yeah, how, well, yeah, yeah. Anyway, how how long will he hold the belt? Who knows? But still, it was a great win for the for the guy and somebody that has that kind of story. Even better, Mike. So anyway, well, well as you know, Sergio, there's some brutal cruiserweights as well. You know what I mean? And yeah, yeah. Is, you know? That's why I said I don't know how long he's going to hold it for, but I mean. At least, hopefully, he'll get a big payday out of it, Mike. So, we'll see how that goes. Yeah. But anyway, all right, Mike. We're going to end it up here once again. Thank you very much for everybody's continued support. Um, we will continue to provide you the best analysis that's out there. And as I like to say, and it is a fact, is you're getting analysis from people that actually know the business, have been part of the business, not people that just consider themselves fans. And for some reason, that gives them a right to talk about it. So, um, like it or not, you can go ahead and tell me to screw off or whatever, but the fact is a fact, as they say. <laughs> so uh, from Mr. Mike Michael, I'm Sergio Martinez, and once again, we are truly appreciative that you tune in and listen to Combat Planet.